You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey ladies, welcome back to the Up Level Lounge podcast. So today I want to talk about something that comes up a lot in coaching and we hear this term a lot about becoming the CEO of our business. And so I had an interesting discussion with some of my coaching ladies the other day about what does this mean? What does becoming mean to you in terms of becoming the CEO of your business or the business owner you aspire to be or whatever term you resonate with? So whether you call yourself a CEO or whether you are a business owner or an entrepreneur, the title isn't what I care about. It's becoming the person that you want to be in terms of leading your business. So what does it mean to become that? And what's holding you back from becoming that person? Why aren't you already to where you want to be? So I asked that question and some of the responses were really, really interesting to me. And guess what? I could relate to every single one of them at some point in my journey. So I thought it would be helpful if I brought that conversation here and kind of expanded upon it because We all experience similar things at different times in our business growth journey, and I think it's really helpful to bring light to that and normalize those frustrations or places of overwhelm and help you understand that you can get past them, through them, around them, whatever it takes to reach your goals. So where you're at right now, even if you feel stuck, you don't have to stay there. And there are ways to become that business owner that you truly aspire and deserve to be because remember that the possibility in terms of growth for you as a business owner are limitless. You can do whatever it is that you choose to do. You can grow a business as big as you want or as impactful as you want. It's just about making sure that you continue to put yourself out there and surround yourself with the right resources that are going to help support that. So one of the things that came up when I asked this question is one of my students shared that She feels held back from becoming the CEO of her business because guess what? She is still in her full-time job. Who can relate to this? So many of us, right? We have these dreams of becoming a business owner, becoming a solopreneur, really, really owning our freedom and calling the shots once and for all. And sometimes when we're doing that, on the side, it feels like we're never going to bring that to fruition. But guess what? Here is how you can think about it differently. You can be grateful that you have a full-time job that allows you to have financial stability and gives you some space and freedom to build the business that you truly desire versus having to build a business out of necessity and maybe do some things that aren't truly in alignment because you need that financial stability. So I think that if you switch it in your mind to think about it in terms of really having an advantage over so many people. Yes, your timeline to success or, you know, realization of your business dreams may be a little bit longer than you'd hoped, but you get to do it on your terms and you get to do it the right way and make decisions that are truly in alignment with your vision, your core 
values. You get to learn about what services and products you really want to offer and what those ideal clients are asking for. And you get to do it on your terms with some security. So I think that that's really important to remind ourselves. So if you are somebody who is still in your day job and you're building this business and you feel like you are never going to, you know, finally realize this dream of owning your own business, you're going to, and you get to do it the right way. So be really grateful for that. And I think that's important to remember and to hold sight to those those positive aspects of what we have to work with. So another comment that came up was that, This client feels that she is literally the only person who's not having success and she's just kind of bobbing around over in in space while everyone else around her is just, you know, knocking it out of the ballpark. Well, I will be the first to tell her and to tell you that that's not true. It is really, really easy to feel like you are so far behind everyone else. And this is a mindset issue. Instead, we have to realize that where we're at is exactly where we need to be and that we're taking steps each and every day to grow our business, to uplevel our services, to enhance the foundations of the way that we are going to show up for our clients, to make sure that the services and products that we're putting out there in the world really do resonate with our ideal clients. And I can guarantee you, and in, and I will definitely be reminding you of this many times on the podcast, that Everyone else is not so far ahead of you. You are ahead of so many other people, so many other people, because you're showing up, you're listening to this podcast, you are in my communities, you're in my coaching programs, and you're following other people out there who are mentors and gurus, and you are soaking things up. And imagine, look back to where you were six months ago. Look back to where you were one year ago. Okay, look how far you've come. So you're far, far ahead of that person that was the six months ago you. And think about those people who are just starting. They feel the same way, but yet you would have so much to share with them. So there are always going to be people who are, you know, light years ahead of us in terms of experience or money or whatever it might be. But we have to remind ourselves that we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And we're doing something every day intentionally and strategically to move that needle forward. So guess what? You are light years ahead of so many people. And yes, there are people further ahead than you, but you are moving forward and that's what matters. And you have so much to offer. So really looking at what do you have and how can you show up more and put that out there to a greater audience? That's what you need to focus on instead of the fear-based thought process, the scarcity mindset of, I don't have enough to offer. I don't have enough experience. And going back to that abundance mindset and saying, oh my gosh, I have so much to share. I'm really grateful to have as much knowledge and experience and you know, time and effort put into building a business as I do right now because I am so far ahead of other people who are just starting out. So really, taking pause, acknowledging those feelings and thoughts when they come up, but reminding yourself to shift back into an abundance mindset and look at what you do have to work with. So another thing that came up is what does it actually mean to step into my CEO role? I keep hearing this and I've built a business and I have paying clients and I have systems in my business, but I don't really know how else to step into my role as a CEO. Valid question. I hear it a lot what it means to step into your role as a CEO or to step into your role as the business owner you want to become is to really reflect and think about what is your vision and what are you building and what else do you have to achieve in order to get yourself there? What do you need 
that you don't already have? And how do you protect the space, the time, the energy to make sure that that happens? Okay, so boundaries are a big one. Making sure that you have very clear boundaries in your business, that you're showing up as the CEO, but you're also showing up as the wife, the mom, the spouse, whatever those other roles in your life are, and you're showing up for yourself, that you're not pouring every ounce of your energy into your business. I can guarantee that one of the biggest things that you can do right now in terms of becoming that business owner is to make sure that you are protecting yourself, protecting your health, protecting your mental health. All of those things need to be protected, and that's what CEOs do. They create a better balance, right? I don't necessarily believe in a perfect work-life balance. I don't think that there is such a thing because it's always an ebb and a flow, but making sure that you are giving space to to acknowledging it and, and seeing where the balance of the current time needs to exist or where things need to even out. Becoming the CEO of your business also means improving systems, right? You might have systems in your business and foundations, but looking for ways to improve, looking for ways to scale that doesn't depend directly on you as the business owner. How do you move closer to that that concept of clockwork? Um, if you're not familiar with clockwork, that is a process that Mike Michalowicz talks about. There is a book out there, but it's really allowing your business to run in spite of you, right? You're not the one that every single piece of the business depends on. And so many of us, that's the case when we start our business, but we want to keep our eye on how do we scale this without having you as the business owner present in every single aspect? How do you enhance your team? How do you automate more pieces of your business? That's what it means to step into your role as the CEO. So looking at your business holistically and saying, where else can I improve? How can I remove myself from the responsibility of the day-to-day operations more than I already have? What else is possible in terms of next steps for my business? So being aware and creating space to really have some introspective looks at your business holistically. That's what a CEO does, making sure that you are showing up and making decisions that have the bottom line of your business in its best interest. Instead of doing everything for everyone else, making sure that you are starting to put yourself first and your business first more than you ever have before. So another one that comes up is the feeling of I feel like I need help with all the things, but most importantly, I never have enough confidence to put myself out there in a bigger way. I never have enough confidence to charge the prices I really want to be charging. Okay, so this is a big one, and this comes up so much in coaching, and it comes up in discussions. It came up for me. Confidence comes in the doing, and you have to continue to push yourself even when it's really, really uncomfortable. And experience will bring confidence. Confidence isn't just going to magically appear. So you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to get uncomfortable in order to grow. And the more things that you do and the more things that you experience, this this confidence is going to blossom. And then it's going to be a transition into realizing how much value you have to provide to people, the types of transformations you're creating in other people's businesses. And then it becomes a no-brainer for you to charge prices that you're really proud of because you're proud of your services. You know that you are amazing and that you're making huge, huge impacts in other people's businesses. But guess what? The confidence has to come in the doing. So you have to continue to show up. You have to continue to have conversations with people. You have to continue to learn and evolve and be present and put in the effort 
her to showing up because that's where the confidence is going to come in. Confidence will happen. And I'm telling you that part of it is trusting the process and saying, oh my gosh, Melissa, this doesn't feel great. This is sort of like, you know, uh, some growing pains that I'm experiencing, but I know that this is going to take me to the next stage in my business journey. So don't allow procrastination to hold you back. Don't allow imposter syndrome to hold you back because that's just holding you back from growth. That's holding you back from gaining more confidence. You have to squash those things. You have to acknowledge your imposter syndrome and say, I hear you and I'm not going to let you hold me back because I have so much to share with the world and I need to show up as the most confident version of myself because that's what my clients want and that's what they deserve from me and that's what I deserve as a six-figure, multi-six-figure business owner that I'm aspiring to be. So a lot of self-talk, ladies, a lot of self-talk to remind yourself that, hey, it's my job as a CEO of my business to continue to show up for myself because I have to become the best version of myself as a business owner. So another one that comes up is scope creep, right? So becoming the CEO is a challenge or becoming that business owner is a challenge in so many ways. We've explored several here, but Scope creep. So you are showing up and you are doing all the things for all the people and you're saying yes to every single ask and, you know, project creep and scope creep and you just can't get ahead in your business. Part of this is ideal clients, right? You need to make sure that you're aligning with people who are going to respect boundaries. That said, do you have clear boundaries in place? Are you putting forth very clear scopes of work so that clients understand what's included and what's not? And are you showing up as a CEO of your business and saying, hey, I just wanted to address the fact that this project is starting to take on a few more asks than we originally talked about. And so I would like to revisit what that looks like and see if we need to reprioritize or create another additional contract to encompass everything that you're asking for here. You have to have the hard conversations. You have to protect your time. You have to protect your investment. Otherwise, you are losing money and you are losing valuable time and you're losing all of those boundaries that you've worked so hard to create. So you're doing a disservice to yourself on so many levels and you're honestly doing a disservice to the client. People aren't all, you know, just takers. They're not just looking for ways to ask for more and more and more of you. They don't know any better. And so unless you put clear boundaries in place, it's really common for people to overstep. And that feels bad to you, but it really comes back to how clear are your boundaries, right? And so I mentioned that sometimes this isn't an ideal client. You have to understand, like, is this on me because I didn't communicate well? Or is this someone who's just not aligned with my values? It can be one of two things. Sometimes it can be a combination of both. But that's part of becoming the CEO of your business is really looking at those things and saying, how can I learn from this? How can I set better boundaries and expectations moving forward? And how can I make sure that I communicate my values and my expectations in a way that is beneficial for me and feels really good, but also really, really helpful to the client? Clients like boundaries. Clients like to know expectations. So making sure that you're setting them out there in a way that is really transparent. And you can do this in so many different ways, of course, in your contracts, but in your welcome packet. You can do this in a kickoff call multiple different ways. I've seen this where when people kick off projects, they have a pinned post in their Slack channel. There are so many ways that you can bring the expectations and boundaries to the front of the conversation in a way that is not, you know, intrusive or abrasive or confrontational, but you're saying, hey, I just want to remind you, here are the expectations, here are the timelines, here are the deadlines. But this comes back to you as 
the leader of your client. You need to lead your clients. You need to let them know what they could expect and allow them to be excited about the process and really, really work on that communication upfront in terms of boundaries and expectations. So again, these are just a few things that come up when I had this conversation about what does it mean to become, become the CEO of your business, become that business owner, and why aren't you already there? And so I thought that it would be really fun to share some of these things because I'm sure that there's something in there that you can relate to. And maybe you can relate to all the things because you know what? I related to each and every one of those questions at some point in my journey as a virtual assistant to a project manager, to an online business manager, to a growth strategist, to a consultant. I still experience so much of that. I have to go back and think, okay, how can I set even more you know, clear boundaries? How can I set better expectations with clients? How can I communicate what next steps will be in a way that really, really makes them feel secure? Sure, that stuff becomes easier each and every time that I I do it because guess what? Confidence comes in the doing and it becomes easier because I have the confidence. But I didn't always have this confidence, ladies. I got the confidence from continuing to put myself out there, continuing to push through, continuing to grow. And I want that for each and every one of you. And so it is possible. So if you're sitting there today thinking, I know I need to do this. It doesn't feel great, but Melissa's telling me to trust the process and the journey and that I will become the more confident CEO of my business. I'm proud of you for thinking through all of that because yes, it will happen. So you need to you know, make an agreement with yourself. Here's what I'm going to start doing. What action steps based on what we talked about can you take right now in your business? Can you revamp your welcome packet to make sure that you have clear boundaries and expectations in terms of turnaround time? Can you create better scope of work outlines in your contracts? Can you make sure that you are putting time on your calendar for CEO time to review, you know, your processes and look at how you can scale your business. What can you do right now, today, this week to make those little marginal changes in your business that are going to turn out to be long-term impact and greater impact to taking you to become that CEO of your business? That's my challenge for you is let me know in the comments what are you going to do right now to take action in your business? Come on over to the Up Level Lounge on Facebook, our free community, and and let us know what you're doing right now to start becoming that CEO of your business. I want to hear from you because this is the stuff that lights me up. I love to see women taking massive action to create change and to become that confident version of themselves and be growing and building that business of their dreams. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week right here in the Up Level Lounge podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Up Level Lounge podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show. And while you are there, leave a rating and a review. I read each and every one and I love hearing from you. 